Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to, to Marsha's Play. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all Conversation hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. So as I told y'all, we went to BTAC this this past week and um this is my seventh year going mm-hmm. that's a long ass time damn yeah i've been supposed to come like yeah i've been told you to come like a while ago. ago some years ago and um so this year i wasn't that broke so i was able to sponsor mia and um z to come because i wanted them to experience it and you know sh- Show all the trans folks what Marsha's plate got to offer. <laughs> yes, and we are both so so thankful for you, you giving us this experience. And y'all are so welcome. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you what it is. So about seven years ago, Carter Brown, a black trans man, decided to go on this journey to create a conference specifically centering black trans people. Um, it. He wanted it to be educational. He wanted it to be a safe space. He wanted it to be just like a utopia for trans folks to come to and learn and share and just be celebrated. He recruited other trans folks like me, Monica Roberts, um, Javon Martin, Van Michaels, and many other trans folks who were pillars in the community at the time just to steer the direction that the conference was going to go. And here we are, seven years um, later. So what did y'all think about it? What was y'all initial thoughts? Um, If I had to describe it to someone, I would tell them that it's a place where you can feel comfortable, you can be yourself, you can let your guard down, and you can you can share your experiences with other people that don't have to, like, really second-guess how you feel about certain situations, they already are in tune with how you feel. Like, you know how sometimes we, as a trans person and you're talking to a cis person or just someone who doesn't know your lifestyle, you have to go into depth and then they still kind of like, oh, I get it, but I never live in your shoes, but I hope it works out. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, girl, 
but you didn't have to do that here. It was just like you people explained how they felt and the hardships and things, and it wasn't something that you just had to go into details. Like I feel you, I understand, I know where you're coming from. Uh, it made me realize how important visibility actually is. So like, if all of those people were just like stealth and just stayed away from trans people, that wouldn't be a, a thing, you know what I mean? We wouldn't be able to feel like we belong amongst someone. Um, yeah, it was just a really positive experience for me. Um, made me have, uh, it kind of just diminished my transphobia altogether, that internalized, because uh, it just made me, I don't know, just the normalcy of it and just how we were all in our own zone. It was really refreshing. What did you expect prior to going? So this, I, I told this when I was, I said this when I was one, in one of the seminars with Diamond. I was like, oh, Lord, when I get here, it's going to be catty. I don't got time to deal with these bitches. <laughs> I don't know what the niggas is going to be on. I really didn't have no type of um outlook on them before, but I just was like, oh, I don't, I just really and it was it was nothing nothing like that at all like everybody was like really refreshing like giving you a hug like they knew you for years and like it was the atmosphere was so loving that it changed your opinion on being in spaces like that like it made me want to have a space like that here in Houston like mm. I feel like there should be spaces in every state that has transgender people like I think there should be a B-Tech everywhere because it honestly was a healing experience for everybody and you could tell that people were healing and they left from the conference with a different mind frame and a different state on how they feel and what they were going to do in their life like it was a lot of people that I met that was just like you have such a beautiful personality on the inside and out it was just amazing I think it's in one of the for me before I went for the very first time I I had this um I thought it was going to be really stuffy. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be really like everybody's was going to be pooching and <laughs> yes. trying to be on their best behavior and just kind of having airs and all trying to be super fly, trying to be just the most passable, the most sickening, the most beatest, the most distant, whatever, the most intelligent, say the most woke shit. Yes. <laughs> you know, I was expecting this type of stuff. I was expecting a lot of like bougie ass fucking bullshit. And then when I come exactly how um, you describe it, like everybody was so loving and open and vulnerable mm -hmm. um, and sensitive and, um, but real direct and blunt mm -hmm. and said it like it was and, um, not holding anything back like really like it was just a really beautiful balance of vulnerability and a truth telling mm -hmm. and that's what i loved about the space and why i continue to keep going back to the space what about you Bill? um it's not that i have any preconceived notions of anything so you didn't feel no type of way z it was more so i was like yes. hmm, will i get in the way it was more so of that like will my anxiety get in the way Will I have any internal conflicts? Mostly, it was mostly about me, but it actually turned out to be the opposite. I actually felt more free 
and able to tell jokes and be open about oh, the situation. Oh, I forgot all about oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> so Z and did. I did not get it on record. I'm so bad. <laughs> Wait. So Z did a stand-up comedy routine. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the events at the um at the so basically so let me tell y'all what it is. I'm, I'm, we kind of skipping. So BTAC is a conference that is a week long conference. Um, for black trans advocacy and it celebrates um black trans people it's just like a conference that is oh my god it's just centered around black transness Mm -hmm. black love black trans bodies black trans love um there's different sectors so and it's just not trans folks it's like gender non-conforming people mm-hmm. it is um anchors what we call anchors in in our in our conference are people who love us not not just allies anchors people who are in relations with in relationship with us so that our anchors to the world and anchors and just keep us grounded that's why we call them anchors so you have anchors so you got spouses and girlfriends and husbands and boyfriends and wives and all this kind of stuff that that are there also in support and to learn and get educated uh excuse me Another another element is the education track. So from Wednesday all the way until Friday, there's workshops going on, and you get to choose what workshops you want to go to, and you can sit in the workshops unless it's – some of them are exclusive to certain people, um, but most of them are open. And it's free. The whole conference is free in regards to um, the educational track part of it. And you get to learn stuff. So we have things for um, parents. We have things for – um, service providers that you can learn all kinds of stuff that you need to know about the trans folks and then we have certain events like one of the one of the events is trans manifest which is kind of like a talent show for trans folks um, then we have the um, the luncheon okay. that's earlier in the day the luncheon is basically just like it is a luncheon but this is where the keynote speakers speak um, um, it's usually to uh a uh, trans masculine and a trans feminine, not necessarily um, on the binary. Sometimes they're different. Um, then we have the gala, the awards gala, which is just where we hand out awards to people who've been doing amazing things throughout the year. Um, who Rising Star Awards, Monica Roberts Award, Humanitarian Award, um, Kyler, Kyler Broaddus Award, just different people um, getting honored for the work that they've been doing throughout the year. And then we have family day which is like basically like a family reunion picnic party type thing that we um you know where we all go out and we have our t-shirts our family yes. reunion t-shirts which kinda. was my favorite day <laughs> the t-shirts um then we eat barbecue and um we go to this ranch to have all this fun and there's when we it was so cool that both of the bulls was there when we first came up to the oh, ranch. Yeah. And then they um, hit it. Then they I hit guess it. they was like, Y'all are too noisy. <laughs> but they were there and then um did I skip something? What do you oh we missed the ball? Because you know oh, you don't go you to got, that. I didn't I don't go to the ball. <laughs> so then we have a ball. Um this year Wakanda was the theme. <laughs> um what else? What else? What else? Yeah, so it's a bunch of events that you can come to and enjoy yourself. So it's meant to empower. This year's theme was um, journeying together in greater truth and healing. So 
it just was uh oh my god it just meant to be like an amazing experience for trans folks if you black and you trans you need to come to it every you year. need <laughs> to come especially if you're yeah. especially if you're a person and you feel like you're alone because a lot a lot of times in this life you feel like it's only happening to you and these things and then you go to a space where you see other people like you and you're like, oh my gosh, I go through that too. And to know that you're not alone in the fight that you're fighting in your life, I think can be very life changing. Did you ever feel like, um, you, especially you, did you ever worry about being in a space with all those trans folks and getting clocked or any kind of clock you worried about that, anything Uh, like that? No, I wasn't even worried about that. Like I'm telling like all that transphobia just disintegrated. Oh, that's good. I didn't. I didn't either. I think it. I was like, I really got super impatient with cis people after that. (laughs) Like, we both did. We both was like, ugh, I do (laughs) not want to be in this space. Oh, when y'all came home, yes, I was like, ugh. Like on the bus, I was like, back Back to to the the real world. That is hilarious. It does. It just jar you a little bit when you come in this space where, and because we're it's hosted at a hotel, and we're kind of intermittent. And what's crazy? It was a fucking Tanzanian conference going on. So remember our theme: we black as fuck. So our theme has always got some black shit going on, some African shit, and you know it's something. So this particular year, our theme was Wakanda looking, and so. There was a Tanzanian conference going on in the hotel as well. So you didn't know who was with who. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I'm running around with my African skirts and, you know, and you just didn't know. People was coming up to me asking me about that. And it was just kind of funny. But us being intermingled with them and, you know, and not having to worry about anything. Like, that, we... I Go ahead. I think we were unbothered because we knew my family was there. Exactly. Like we knew because it was. I ain't gonna lie. It was some. It was some cis cis people that was trying it. I could see a little one, two, three, but I felt like like we knew like our family was there. Like, girl, if you try it, I got a couple of what. Uh, uh, everybody, somebody watching every... on the third floor. <laughs> God, ding yeah. me down to the face. Right. So it, it yeah, like Diamond said, <laughs> was a good. It was a good space. I. Hated that I found that the last moment that it was a Tanzania type tease. They had like a tent where you could buy like cultural buy stuff. Shit, yeah. Girl, I could have got my um stuff for the ball there. They had a you trophy and a two hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, you know the rent was dude yesterday. <laughs> I could have <laughs> could have pulled through. Could have got me a one too. <laughs> I feel like um one of my best moments this year um. God, it's just all kinds of fucking moments that I really, really liked. I really enjoyed the moment where I got we got to honor Jade as yes, the woman of the year. Because she was not expecting it. Mm-mm. First of all, we nominate people for for the the um for the award. So mm-hmm. we put out, oh, it's time to put your nominees for da 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 da. And so <clears throat> apparently somebody nobody nominated somebody for woman of the year Mm. like nobody nominated anybody and so we always have a man of the year and woman of the year um so we get to the end and like we like okay when they're gonna say the woman of the year and mind you 
everybody, mostly everybody has won. No, everybody hasn't won. Like, I haven't won, but I don't really be doing nothing <laughs> with them like that <laughs> throughout the year. But, um, but yeah, like, who, Jay fucking has been working her ass off. Mm-hmm. But because I'm on the board, I don't think about nominating people. It's for the community to nominate. So none of the board members nominated anybody because they assumed that the community would have nominated somebody. Mm-hmm. So, baby... They got to the last one and did the last fucking awards. And I'm like, hold up. No. We need a woman woman of the year. Yeah. <laughs> so I walked over to Jade and said, baby, you are our woman of the year. I don't know what the what they're talking about and what they're doing in regards to... Because uh, they was just going to make it just go like without a woman of the year. They did. Like, yeah. They started the party and everything. Started the party and everything. I was like, no, 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 baby. Let me get on this mic. <laughs> And say, hey, we our woman of the year is Jade, <laughs> and 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 we all agreed. We was like, no, we about to stop this party. DJ stopped the music, and we showed her love because mm-hmm. she has been working her ass off. So we had to give her love. And I don't, I don't know why, and maybe because other people didn't see the work that she was doing. Mm-hmm. And so we should have been more diligent in regards. But I feel like whoever was over the nomination should have told us beforehand. Hey, somebody, nobody didn't nominate. Nobody was nominated for Woman of the Year. You see what I'm saying? They probably just paid the dust, like, okay, well, I guess they don't care. But I'm like, what? Like, why, why would you do that? Even <laughs> though I, I didn't know, like, the work that Jay personally put in, uh-huh. I, I, like, you could feel her spirit. You could feel like she's a genuine person. Like, mm-hmm. what, like, for the gala, she was the one who had the, the gowns for the girls. So just in case some of the girls didn't have anything to wear, like she made sure that we had gowns. And I was like, that is so sweet. Like, Yeah, we try to be real community. So we know that we are, we know that we are servicing marginalized people. And sometimes they can't come to a formal something with something appropriate to wear. So we, 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 this is the first year, and we thought about it last year, that we will have gowns for people so they can choose which ones they can wear so they don't feel uncomfortable at the gala. You know, mm-hmm. you know, because some of them people will be staying in their room, but I ain't got nothing to wear to it and stay in their room. we like, you're not going to miss this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we wanted to, but we also want you to be dressed up. We used to be like, oh, just come as you are. Because, yeah, we say it's formal, but you can come as you are. We ain't going to be tripping. Yeah. But I know sometimes people still want to dress up. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be in a room full of motherfucking formerly dressed people and I you can't be, be in club clothes. Well, I was in my half. <laughs> Club half fancy dress, but I didn't feel no type of way because I seen other pe- things. I seen <laughs> other people with like you know their little their stuff on too that wasn't just to the what what everybody right. wanted to mm-hmm. um to the dress code. God, I got lost for words. What's your quick. favorite part? What was your, one of your favorite moments? I gotta say one. Can I have like no, you one okay, was, so, I was just gonna rotate. Um, my favorite moment. Well, my first favorite moment was with Tiffany. Hey, my auntie, um, Tiffany, when she, when we came in the place, she, um, she put on the music and she was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, y'all fit. So you look like you can dance. Come on, let's, let's go do it. And I was like, oh, and then I grabbed Z and then she was getting the names for the talent contest and uh-huh. I put Z on there and I got him a couple of, what, 
you know, I got him a couple of drinks, you know, because he needs to be in the mood so he can feel it. <laughs> and he got up there and he had a good time. He, that was oh, like, see, he was like, drinking the grossest drink. Oh my gosh, it tastes ever. so nasty. What was it? Uh, what is it called? Jägermeister. Oh, <laughs> uh, it tastes like gross ass licorice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it gets me where I need to be. Instantly. That's true, baby. If <laughs> if we hadn't told Diamond what it tastes like, baby. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tried it. I had sipped it. It was like, oh no! I had ordered, thinking that it was gonna be my sick dick. Baby, I said, mm mm, and spit it right back in the cup. And I paid for it, but I didn't drink it. <laughs> it tastes like minty ass. Not minty. It tastes Cow like syrup. licorice. It tastes like like Nyquil. Yes, it tastes like fucking Nyquil. He was guzzling it down. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I'm always doing the opposite. Where everybody like, if it don't be intentional. So, what was your favorite moment? Um, how did you feel on stage though? Before you say your favorite moment, how did you feel on stage when you was I, doing your stand up? I actually felt comfortable. That is like, good. yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Like, I have my outgoing moments. <laughs> I don't know. But my favorite moments. Let's see, was when Dee Dee had just randomly was like, hey, you know, you want help, basically, with certain situations. I was like, okay, bet. Like, she was just so welcoming. It was just like. Mother Dee Dee Waters. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and also when Jonathan, um, aka the grandpa of the community, the BTEC community, he decided to adopt me. I was like, oh, cool. Cause, oh, that's good. Yeah, everybody else was like, I don't know. I, I realized the parallelness, if that's a word, to trans women with cis women and trans men with cis men. Because it's kind of like all the trans men just kind of just paid each other dust at first. And then all the trans girls was kind of like, hey, how's it going? You know, just real social with each other. And I thought that was interesting. But he, they all warmed up to me eventually. So I don't know. Just seeing the evolution of people was really dope. In that one span of time, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because it you do go through a getting to know, a feeling people out in the beginning. Because it's a lot of new people and a lot of new faces, Mm -hmm. and so in the beginning you kind of feeling people out, and then once you realize, wait, everybody's loving on people, and then Mm -hmm. the staff, you know, we all loving, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so when we set the standard, then all the everybody else kind of comes just falls in line. Like, oh, this is a loving space. Um, what others? I I hate that I missed that. I didn't know you were going to do it. I didn't know you was going to do it. I didn't know she was for real. I didn't videotape it. She didn't even give me a tip. She gave everybody else a tip (laughs) but me. Because I was too busy laughing at you. (laughs) He was was actually funny. Oh, that's why everybody said that he was funny. So I was like, wait, this might be a career. Hold on. Do I need to? You know, put my foot in his ass and go do this. No. I was like, oh, I hate that I missed that. Um, um, what else? What else? What else was fun for me? Um, Favorite moment? Sitting at the bar with my three drinks <laughs> <laughs> and the white men coming up and being real extra friendly. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm here for a black trans conference. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What was his reaction? He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh-huh, it is. 
sip, 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 <laughs> sip, Just busting that bubble every time. Because every day, you know, I went to a bar for a drink once the festivity was done. Mm-hmm. And I sat there, and every day, one of them hunkies would come up to me and just sit. Uh- <laughs> and get to talking. Hey, how you doing? Can I buy you a drink? Sure. <laughs> sure, you can buy me a drink. So, what are you here for? Oh, I'm here for a conference. I wish people would offer to buy me drinks. I offer to Baby, buy you drinks. You all went the time to the wrong day. side. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you still wanted to get drinks, you went to the wrong side. So. I said, so he just is, and each week, it was, I mean, each day it was a different person. And really? they will come up, buy me a drink, huh? and then I eventually just say, they'll ask me what I'm here for. I'll say a conference. Oh, so what's your conference about? Oh, Black Trans Empowerment. <laughs> Empowering Black Transgender People. <laughs> and then they gag. Them. And then they gag. It was like, all right. Have a good night. <laughs> Not that fast, but just watching them squirm. Uh, <laughs> like they don't know what to say. Like, yeah, like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's interesting. And then they try to find something Some deep way to, to say. <laughs> Some deep to say to not seem corny. <laughs> and it is end up being corny. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was one of my favorite moments. Um, I always love, I always love the gala. The gala is always fun. Um, the ball, not the ball. I mean the pageant because mm. Tiffany, who you, who you brought up earlier, Tiffany was is a was last year's winner and she was giving up her crown. Um, but the, you know, just sitting back and seeing people's evening wear and gowns and add question and answer and the whole talent, the whole, talent, the whole spa- pageant spiel. Is really good to me because I like watching pageants. Um, oh, and did y'all y'all know that one of the trans guys, one of the one of our um, one of the guys, one of our members passed away over oh. in the community, and they honored his mother at the oh, pageant. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? I, I remember. They that. honored his mother at the pageant, and you know, like like Tiffany said, you know, once you are an extension of the family. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? So we wanted to show you love. So that was that was a beautiful moment, too. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, you know, we community-ass motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what I... I enjoyed that. Um, what else? What did you learn? Oh, I'm not done with my favorite moments. Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay, well, another one of my favorite moments... I'm trying to keep the flow going. Okay, so well, if you don't jump on in, I'm oh, going somewhere else. Baby, but one of my favorite <laughs> moments. Well, I know one, another one of my favorite moments. Um, I'm probably gonna not go in chronological order, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, was definitely the family day at the ranch mm-hmm. when we were playing kickball and Team Dark Skin was cheating because your ref. Was definitely cheating for y'all because y'all kicked that ball in no the wrong way. way. Y'all like, had the team splitting team, dark skin and light skin. I, I didn't name the teams, okay? I don't know why. I don't know why they did that though. But <laughs> what? Like, that was strange. I, I think Tiffany is the one who named us actually. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, we was like, hey, but y'all was cheating. But, but we still gonna come back to that next family reunion, okay? Because we need our rematch. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> um, what else? You don't have any favorite? Oh, you already said your favorite moments. Well, I have another favorite moment. 
Um, another favorite moment of mine was um, at the um, at the luncheon. I really enjoyed your keynote. I thought oh, it was really you. good. Yeah, something crazy happened. That was not one of my favorite moments. <laughs> I was while I was doing my keynote, so I had my little setup to where I was gonna be able to read it and not, you know, and I'm I don't type things out. Like I how I do speaking gigs is I have like a bullet point of points I wanna make and then I know by reading this particular line that this is where I'm gonna go with my talking. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like point like it's not just a written out typed out whole speech it's like just points mm-hmm. like points i want to make and i know by reading the line that i know that this is where i'm where i'm going i got the hookups where i'm going Holly, if you hear me <laughs> so my while i'm talking my f- computer dies on the podium Hell. And so I can't, I don't know where I'm going to go next. So I had to wing the last half of the keynote. You told me you could have typed in that 16-digit password. It's so long. I forgot. I was like, ooh, what? Another one of my favorite moments is, as a vegan, you kind of get used to not having to eat. I mean, not being able to eat sometimes when you're in big groups. Mm. And so... Basically, I just appreciated how everybody was scrambling, trying to make sure I was able to eat, and it was just, it was just interesting. Nobody, everybody usually just like, "You vegan? Oh, okay." The salad in there, call it a day. <laughs> Figure it out, but <laughs> but these people was actually like, "I don't know, we gotta find you play." Blah blah blah. blah. I was like, "That's dope." And then you weren't the only vegan, cause you know, um, Jonathan is a vegan. Really? Yeah. Part- I didn't know that. Yeah. And um, Rebecca, Mason's wife, Rebecca's a vegan. Oh, Um, oh, shit. Let me tell y'all another favorite moment. (laughs) So I don't get high, but I got high. (laughs) 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 I got high on this trip. Without me. (laughs) So one of the people, I ain't going to say her name. She might not want me to put her out like that. One of the people had some vape, had a vape. Man, we went into this restaurant, and she let me hit the vape before we went into the restaurant, baby. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I was, I don't know, it was, I can't even describe what the, it felt like. It was super heady, and it was super euphoric, and just like, <laughs> it was crazy. Like I don't, I don't think I've ever been that high. Yeah. Like I was sweating. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I know you slept good though. No, I, it was in the daytime, so I wasn't sleepy at all. Well, <laughs> like, I met you when you was in the bed tomorrow. I need to sleep this one hour. And that wasn't to go to sleep. It was to wait. Let me enjoy this without being in people's face. <laughs> Because I went, when she brought me back to the hotel, I went right to my room, cut the lights off, and laid down. (laughs) And I wasn't sleep. I just was like, who? Just zooted. Yes, I'm an antisocial smoker, too. When I smoke, I just want to chill. Yeah. Oh, I was sweating so much that the dude across the table from me got a paper towel and started <laughs> doing my hair really? like this. That's how oh much I was sweating. And he was like, and I was trying to sit at the table and act cool, man, and act cool. Like, okay, I'm I'm trying to not act normal. And I'm trying not to panic because 
it was kind of hard for me to breathe. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was, used to it. and I was like, yo, like it felt good, but then everything seemed to slow down where I had to consciously say, Breathe. And literally okay, breathe. And, was then, high. and then in my mind, I was like, don't panic. Calm down. Breathe. Mm-hmm. Don't panic. Because it just seemed like everything was just spinning. It was feeling good, but it was like, whoa, what is this? And then I start feeling the sweat coming down. And then it was like, oh, that uh. don't sound like a good experience. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, but then it, went, but I, it wasn't an experience. The experience was why it was negative in that area of the high was because I was too busy trying not to seem high. Oh. And then the dude across from me. So everybody in my vicinity, they all knew what happened. Mm-hmm. And so the dude across from me said, Diamond, don't worry about it. You can put your head down if you want to put your head down. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. We know you zone. He he said, we know you zoning. Go ahead and zone. Ride the wave. (laughs) As soon as he said that, I said, oh. (laughs) 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 And put my head down on that table and just enjoyed the feeling. (laughs) <laughs> Once somebody gave me permission to be cool, just enjoy it, it did. It got better because <laughs> I just put my head down and was like, "Ooh, this feels love." <laughs> and the and the girl who let me hit her vape, she was like, "She." Once I laid down and kind of got up, well, I laid down and she was like, "Diamond." You're not gonna be mad at me when you get up, are you? Because yeah. <laughs> I know you high, and I don't. I didn't know if you was used to it, if you was a lightweight, if you was. She's like trying to Aww. be like, you know. I didn't know if this was. Maybe I gave you something you couldn't handle. <laughs> and I looked up at her like, Nah, bitch, this feel good. <laughs> I said, Nah, this feel good. I'm good. <laughs> Just eat your your food. (laughs) (laughs) And then once it kind of started going, not going down, because it stayed there for, it it stayed the whole time during the hotel, and then when I got to the room. Mm. It started going away when y'all came back to the room. Okay. But I had enough time to enjoy it in the room by myself. (laughs) And the whole feeling lasted from the the beginning of, we were, from the time we ordered food, time we ate to the time we I was back at the hotel and so the food was fucking amazing it opened up your senses <laughs> everything was, like, was just love and Ethiopian food you don't get like utensils you get this little squishy bread flat bready stuff and you know what it's called yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we start with an N and yes that shit so it it just was delicious and spicy and love. I was getting my life. Mm. Then I was high, so it probably was worse than what I thought it was because this was love. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went back to the room. I was like, let me go back to the room because I am a staff member at this organization. Oh, and I don't want people to think that I'm high, even though I'm not the only one. I, 
I don't no, get high, not. but everybody else mm-hmm. smoked too. So it really wasn't a thing, but that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't want to be all acting weird in front of people. So I was like, okay, let me go back to the room and enjoy some, enjoy, like he said, and enjoy the rest of this ride. <laughs> so I don't even remember. I don't remember anything from getting back from the restaurant to the hotel. I don't know how I got to the restaurant to my room. Oh, you was love. You was yeah. feeling real love. Yeah. I never not forgot anything. Yeah, I got to the room, and next thing I remember, y'all was coming in saying whatever. I don't even remember what y'all said. We was like, you was like, oh, you sleep? You was like, girl, I'm high. I'm trying to get rid of this high. <laughs> I was like, really? What that mean? <laughs> But that was one of our favorite moments. I was like, ooh, this was sickening. This was, and then it didn't get me, because I don't like smoking because it makes my lungs feel funny. Mm. But this didn't make my lungs feel funny, because it was just a hit. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like I'm sitting here smoking a blunt for a long time. And <laughs> All that extra. New York City smokers' lungs. I'm, I'm not that girl. <laughs> and so it was late. But this was like a boom. It, I coughed a little bit, but then it was over, and then I was like, oh, this is sickening. Mm-hmm. Okay, before y'all, okay, I know I got two more moments, and then I'm, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Everybody, Z looking at me like, bitch. Um, <laughs> okay, so another one of my favorite moments was when we were at the, was it the gala? Yeah, after the gala, and everybody was dancing, and we did like this kind of like like soul train type thing but like in mm-hmm. a circle and everybody got in the middle and did they little one oh. two you know i, I almost fell <laughs> didi let me know and didi was like whoa <laughs> it was that was another one and then the other one was when i beat everybody in what's it what's the black card game the black card game oh i don't know what it's called i think it's black card revolt Yes. It's it's a game called Black Card Revoke. I think it's a name, but Black Card Revoke, where it's questions that only black is super black and full of black culture. So it will ask you a question like, um, who said this person may be black, they may be ugly, but dear God, they here. Who is this person? So anybody who knows Color Purple knows that that was CeeLo. So... It asks you questions that only black people would know, like that's about <laughs> our culture. And so we playing, and Mia, you know, Mia's biracial. So we like, oh, girl. girl. Oh, girl, we got an advantage <laughs> over her. <laughs> she had a white mom, but she gonna know nothing. <laughs> so me and Javon is like, oh, we gonna be the bitches that's playing it. So when we start off, me and Javon was going yeah. neck and neck. So we like, like, oh, Oh, because everybody else is getting stuff wrong. We had some people who, they, it was some people where I'm like, are you black? Are you even black? <laughs> Do you even black, bro? Because <laughs> they were answering questions. I'm like, how did you not know this? Okay, wait a minute. Some of them some of them questions was outdated, okay? <laughs> no, they were just older than y'all. <laughs> so, um, so we get to plan. And so all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I only need one more. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna win this thing, Javon. I done been slaying him, so he needs like two more. And then Mia asked something. Oh, so it says, "Who is something something from the fifth flow?" Mm-hmm. What did he say? Something something from the fifth flow. 
um, what did your car say? I can't remember. It's it something, was something more. From it the, was, you it, remember the Martin? Yeah. Y'all remember Bruh Martin? Bruh Man from the Fifth Floor. Bruh Man from the Fifth Floor. So they didn't tell you that part. So they said, such and such, such and such, Bruh Man, not Bruh Man, from the Fifth Floor. And then the option was Hustle Man, um, something Some in one. reference to Martin. But I knew it was Bruh Man. But. For some reason, my brain didn't register that Hustle Man and Bruh Man were the same thing. Oh, because, oh, I was too busy knowing that I had the answer. Baby, she said she was going to win. And I was I was the one to tell. Because when, when you're telling the card, you can't, you can't answer. You can't answer, so, it's almost so you don't like get a point. You could lose. Because you just won a point. Yes. So, I, so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, well, I got this. And I put the card down. Baby, I'm so geeked about about to be able to win <laughs> i didn't put the wrong card down <laughs> and mia done said the answer bro man and i got hustle man on my damn card <laughs> <laughs> and i was over it so then somebody else had to do it and mia asked we thinking she ain't got no points we ain't even paying attention to her points baby this bitch got a whole nine and we getting to ten <laughs> <laughs> and she get the next one right no. i'm like what <laughs> no. but luckily the gag is <laughs> the gag is when you win. You gotta drink ninety nine percent proof <laughs> shot, and luckily it had like peppermint in it, baby. When I told you it went right to my stomach, I was done. That was my all my favorite moment. Yeah, that was a good moment too. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Z? Anything else? Mm, no, that was pretty much it. I liked all the trans men with their shirts off at the pool. <laughs> did y'all go to the pool? We did go to the pool. That was cute. It's mm-hmm. I know that's a proud moment to be able to say. Yeah, and I wanted my booty be over there. Well, he'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> yeah. Um, what other ones? I did enjoy. We went to Papa Do's. Y'all didn't get to go, but mm. we went to Papa Do's. Me, Javon, and Papa Do's was bomb. It was I delicious. It was. Um, what else? When you asked us, what did we learn? Oh. Yes, what did y'all learn on this trip? Um, let's see. What did I learn? Um, geez. A lot. I don't know. Just I learned that <laughs> you can you okay, this is I, I know out of all the stuff that I learned that this was probably I learned two things. I the first thing I learned was cuz I already had this this perception that trans men y'all like all y'all got to do is grow facial hair and all this extra and y'all good. Y'all can be stealth or whatever <laughs> and pay the community dust. Um but I found out was that it's not as easy as I thought it was. It's mm-hmm. not something that is, some, a lot of trans men don't have it as easy too. So I was like, dang, that changed my whole perception. Cause my mm. thing is, I always thought, you know, testosterone, it's easy to turn something soft, hard versus turning something hard, soft. Mm-hmm. And so I had this perception and that definitely was changed. Yeah, because sometimes hormones don't work on their voice, and they'll have a womanly voice. Sometimes it doesn't. It, they'll have a beard, but they built 
stacked up, the hippie and nasty and thighs. You know, that didn't go nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You'll have that be real wide and hippie. They'll have that or um Yeah. You I guess that's a would be something I will learn. Yeah. yeah. And then um another thing I learned as when I when I used to escort and when I got robbed, I thought that, you know, I can't come to the police because they're not going to do anything about it. Oh, yeah. And we had a a, 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 a liaison. No, a liaison. liaison. Mm-hmm. That's from the Dallas police. Yes, of the LBGT community. Well, she mm-hmm. was of the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, no, you can't, you can call, you can come to us and tell us what happened to you if something happened to you while you were you know, working. And mm-hmm. I was like, dang, I never I never thought when I was working that that was possible. I always thought that, girl, if you go tell someone, then gonna you're going to go to jail. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to be like, oh, okay. Me and her had a really deep conversation. So she was the LGBT liaison for the department, um, Dallas, the police department. And it was the first time that they sent somebody to our conference. And I thought that was a great gesture. Mm-hmm. But we had an even more in-depth conversation le- later on down the line because I was explaining to her, um, you know, sometimes when you work in a stroll, cops will threaten to lock you up if you don't have sex with them. Like, if you mm. don't suck my dick, I'm going to book you and take you in. Mm. You know, and they'll do shit like that. So just just as, just as much as we are worried about um, sexual assault from a client or from somebody else, we're worried about sexual assault from police. Mm-hmm. So the relationship with police is not really a trusting relationship. So I was asking her like, what was her mindset around, around that? And she had some of the, she just had amazing answers. Her responses. she says now I, and she just started explaining her truth and explaining experiences that she had been through where once she got done, I was like, Oh my God, this is a perfect person for this job mm-hmm. because she knew so much in depth in her own personal experience prior mm-hmm. to being a cop. And you know, when we think about, um, police officers who actually look like the people that they service, Mm -hmm. who actually are a part of the community of people that they service, that changes the relationship. Mm -hmm. Like when the cops is, you know, when you, when you're dealing with a black cop who's from your neighborhood, then it changes the dynamic of who this person is and, you know, how much sympathy and empathy they have for the people that the the community that they they serve. Mm -hmm. So I thought she was the perfect person for the job once I got done talking to her. Um, what was her answer to that? Um, she didn't. She didn't have like a like a solution. Okay. But she was sharing what she knew and what she brought to the table. Basically, like I understand. Like I know this is what happens, and I want. And I try to. She basically said, "I'm trying to get the girls to tell me who is doing this stuff to you, mm. so I can get, so I can bust them." And I can give them. She was like, "I've give. I've got this girl." She said she got this girl a phone that she could record when something happened to her. Mm-hmm. When you know the cops is coming, mm-hmm. here, just put it on record. Mm-hmm. Just click record. That's all you got to do. Put it in your pocket, and so I can hear what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. You know, and she she just had a she just was just had the right things to say. I was like, okay, you get it. <laughs> Which is what we need. Exactly. One of the things that I also learned is how important it is for us to make space for non-binary folks. So this particular year, we always have non-binary people there. They're always there. 
but um because the conference is ran and created by binary trans people sometimes we can kind of forget them but this year in particular we really made an effort to give them space like we called them during the ceremony and you know just give them space so they know that this is a place for them as well and not just you know the girls that look like girls and the boys that look like boys that mm-hmm. <laughs> we got room for the people that are the in-betweens and um you know the non-binary folks and so i thought which that was, were some of my favorite people uh-huh <laughs> yeah Oh, I learned. <laughs> I learned. I'm sorry, but I'm a little tired. I get a little goofy. I learned that trans people are super. I don't know. It's like we in tune with intuition mm-hmm. and how we observe is really strong. I think it's stronger than what's this because we 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 pay attention to every little detail. Mm-hmm. Like and the aura of like situations. Yeah, it's just like you'll catch stuff and they'll catch it too, but it'll just be like stuff that you really have to just really be attentive to. It's just interesting. I feel like that's part of the po- the I'm sorry, the power we possess as far as yeah, what we have to offer. It's mm-hmm. just real cool. I think so too. Yeah. I feel like um another thing is having somebody that's a trans woman or non-binary feminine person there that was 73 i'm always in awe by people who lasted that long as a trans person oh grandmother what's her i forgot what her name was she was one of my favorite people lucretia lucretia mother lucretia for her to be in in there with that asymmetrical which Gray was sickening. Bob, which was sickening. Yes. <laughs> in there, full of life, and have so much to say, and lived through seventy three years as a trans person. Mm-hmm. And be, she had been in the army at one point. Really? Mm-hmm. Weird out. Um, just all that she experienced, and her talking was so amazing to me because I'm like, you are, like they say, you are a golden flame. They call the elders golden flames. We call the elders golden flame. Mm -hmm. And just seeing so many there, because there was a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a lot there that was, you know, over 60. Mm -hmm. And so to see them and be a possibility, like, Mm -hmm. yo, you know, we know the statistics about who dies and who doesn't. And then I'm just thinking about what what space and time they were they grew up in. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Where nothing like we we're talking about a conference for trans people. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that was even fathomable or legal at one point in some right. of their lives. Like we they couldn't even do it legally if they wanted to. Right. <laughs> so to be in a space and for them to come full circle and see all the work that they did, all the things that they sacrificed, all the things that whatever they did, it don't matter where they were in the country, them doing something to press the envelope led to this space where they can come to a hotel uh-huh. in Dallas and be celebrated. That's amazing. It was beautiful. And feel safe and, you know, and see how their hard work has led to us being powerful. I thought that was a beautiful moment for me as well and taught me a lot in how to acknowledge the work that we're doing now because 
something next is going to happen for the generation after us. So when Z is 50, we would have laid a foundation <laughs> for somebody else. And we don't know what that, we don't know what it's going to look like in the future, but but we're trying to make that change right now, right? I'm so jealous of that generation coming up, baby, because y'all not going to have to go through, like, the, the y'all not going to have to use, y'all not going to have to use underground underground hormones mm-hmm. you, you're, you're gonna be able to start your transition at six years old so then <laughs> what does this mean this means that we're gonna have trans people that look identical to their cisgender well i'm not saying that we're not there right now but mm-hmm. you know it just when the, the earlier you the adver- earlier the you start yeah that yeah it just it puts you in a better place right and when you're transitioning oh no because wait <coughs> If you get on hormone blockers, that don't really bother with your sterilization, right? Yes, it does. It, it does? Yeah. yeah, that's the only thing. That's what also I learned. Um, Tiffany was like, what I wish I would have known when I was long, younger. I wish I would have been able to have kids and took that initiative to have kids. And I was thinking to myself, and then Mia also mentioned there was only a few kids at the family fun day. And I was like, it would be cool to defeat that stigma of trans people not having kids. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to be a part of that different. But I know, well, another thing, being out in the trans community, you're going to see a lot of trans people with trans kids. Mm-hmm. Well, not, when I say trans kids, well, trans people with children. Like oh. any conference that I go to, you're going to see it. Like you, That's there's cool. If their own, like they had it, like do, like trans men, they're really resourceful. Like, I know a trans man that got pregnant, went into hiding, came out. Him and his wife have a baby now. <laughs> and it's from him. That's dope. Um, then the next year, uh, well, two years from that, the wife got pregnant, uh-huh. went into hiding. They both went into hiding, came out. They both got kids. So they have two children that are biologically theirs. Uh-huh. And they raise them together. That's dope. And so... What I'm starting to see is trans people taking more ownership of their bodies, not trying to come, like, confined to the cis-heteronormative narrative. Uh-huh. I see that we're taking more ownership of our bodies now. Um, and deciding what transness looks like for right. ourselves. Right. Like, w- how far we go with our body um, changes, how, if we need them, if we don't need them. Um, right. And it's interesting how I was in a in a space with just trans masculine people and trans men specifically. And basically, um, I realized I changed it because I didn't realize how blunt I am until I got around all those guys, you know, feeling like even though we're in a trans man space, you can still feel that vibe. Like everybody just kind of paid me dust. And, you know, what I mean, you still feel that vibe of the hyper masculinity. Um, so I just went ahead and just took the initiative to make it a little more vulnerable. Um, I actually talked about my vagina unbothered. I was like, so yeah, basically how about our vaginas? Like, you know, we got to keep, I didn't say it like that, but basically we should keep up more with it and be okay with wanting it penetrated and being okay with owning it. You know what I mean? So that just changed the whole vibe of everything. Everybody got more relaxed and, um, and it was crazy is my assumptions that I had 
oh, that I'm cocky and that I'm just this pretty boy that just get everything and blah, 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 blah. And then, like, after I kind of debunked that and said, that's not me, this is who I am, I'm so imperfect, I say problematic shit on Marshall's Place sometimes, yeah, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> and they was like, cool, like, I can respect that. And people came up to me was like, yeah, man, like, I've been super curious, and I've been wanting to try this and this and this and this, and you really helped me. Like, you just really inspired me, because I thought I was the only one feeling this way. So it's just like, you be thinking that beca- we're a different man because we lived as women? No. A lot of these guys still have a lot of internal transphobia they didn't know they had. Mm, that's true. So. Even you. Yeah. <laughs> Even me. And I'm, go- and I'm glad that we, this is one of the reasons why I wanted y'all to experience it because it, give, it gives, it, I know it changed me. It changed my mindset yeah. about trans folks because when you're in an, an intentional space, when you're in a space that's intentionally loving, like we're here to make you feel safe and make you feel loved and teach you something and mm-hmm. pull out your experience out of you. Pull out whatever you want to talk about. Because when you in those sessions, motherfuckers come out with what they want to talk about and the problems that they have. And, you know, it just comes out of them. Like whatever they want to talk about just comes out. And in those spaces of healing and breakthrough and learning and working through stuff. Like when we was in that group where – um that girl, when we were the the not, it, I don't want to. It's not the trans women against trans men session. It's it wasn't against. It was where we was talking about our problems with each other. I thought that was a good workshop. I think it should have been bigger. I think that should have been something that like yeah. we led in a bigger space. Um, and then when that girl was kind of being not problematic, but she was trying to make a point that she didn't know how to make it correctly. Because everybody is at diff- different educational levels. Everybody is at different, um, um, you know, everybody is an, as eloquent. and not adapt to the new social. Right. And so she, she was trying to, and I knew what she was trying to say, but how she was saying it was real, like, Ooh, and it was making everybody squirm. And she felt it, too. She was like, Yeah, oh. she was like, how do I wiggle out of this? And I was able to save her like i think she's trying to say this and in the moments i felt like these these are the moments that like you really gotta that we get to the nitty-gritty like Mm -hmm. we get to the hey this is our problem and this is what we need to fix and Uh this is how we can come out and say okay well what about this and what about this and what about this well i think this and i think that and i think this and we all is just kind of brainstorming and growing from oh i didn't think of it like that or oh that is true and so and so and so and so and i thought in those moments are to me those are always my best moments like the moments when it's 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 sporadic. It's not just, it's not planned. Somebody, ooh, yeah. I want to talk about my vagina right now. And yeah. this is where we are. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about um, dating trans men or dating trans women. I want to talk about my job and how fucked up they are. And da 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 da. So it, I just thought oh, it was. It really hit me because it was like, it made me, it hit me as of how much shit trans people actually deal with. Because like, it, it, even though I didn't like directly see anybody dealing with some extra shit, it really hit me in a sense of, wow, like you don't want this, be- like people really don't want this beautiful person to have their rights or be able to go to the doctor without them being treated weird or just extra shit. So that's when it really hit me. I was like, this cool person got to do with all this extra shit. 
And yeah. I, that's when I kind of was like, I'm sick of cis people. Like, I'm sick of them now. <laughs> yeah, you kind of yeah. get irritated by the ignorance. <coughs> totally. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> and then think about Miss Frederica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she didn't add me on Facebook. She added you on Facebook. I wanted to. I, me I wanted always talking about random her. shit. Oh, we, <laughs> we was talking about her. We seen her at the bus stop. I think she lives in Houston. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, and we was like, it would be dope to have her on a podcast. I don't know. She, she was at the bus stop here? She was on the bus stop um, in Dallas to go back to Houston. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He, sh- um, she added um Z, so we can get in contact with her. Hmm. Yeah, we can do that. I'm just thinking of a way we can accommodate her disability. If we're gonna do a podcast, she can't hear, right? She can. She has um. Oh, she just have a hearing aid. Yeah, she just has a hearing aid. So. We can make it work. I'm sure we can make it work. That reminds me. We're trying to get you guys some people here in the studio to record with us. So make sure y'all become patrons and support the team, yo. The link is in the description. Yeah, my goal was to find some friends. And I found at least one good guy friend. And it made me realize, dang, like, I got a few friends back in Houston. It'd be cool if I would have brought them. Like, it really is a healing, therapeutic type of thing it's just like a big group therapy basically right basically yeah so what so next year so let's end the show with this so next year what are you gonna bring now that you that you are a vet now <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you you're not a newbie what do you say so dedicate dedicate i want y'all to make me a promise that y'all, y'all gonna Get somebody else to come. I had two girls that were supposed to come. Mila and Jay were supposed to come, but Jay went to J- uh, Jamaica, and I don't know what Mila did what. So, get somebody to come. Mm-hmm. So, you need to share your experience and how amazing it was. And then, I want y'all to do a workshop. Oh. Okay. Yes. I want y'all to do a workshop. And y'all get to decide. It can be separate. Y'all don't have to do it together. Um and basically, y'all know how we do. Like any mm-hmm. t- workshop y'all went to, mm-hmm. so there was a person who facilitated it, yeah. and you came up with activities and had discussions. Easy peasy. And so you know, easy peasy. So come up with a workshop, um, and yes, I think that'll be good. I think it would be too. <laughs> so make sure y'all have it planned. Make sure y'all start saving early. Yes. So y'all can not get to the last minute and be like, oh, thinking that procrastination <laughs> is the devil, <laughs> right? Before we end, can I can I say some of the fa- the few people that I made in contact with? Yeah. They're kind of like I. They're kind of like just, just. I was happy that I made shared that experience mm-hmm. with them. Um, even though I may not know your own, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this because I'm bad with names. Then no, we shouldn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know the people, I'm gonna names. be calling people and trying to describe them. But I feel okay. I, I just keep them do in your that heart. On Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> keep them in your heart. Anyway, y'all, hope y'all come out to BTAC. It is every year at the end of April. It's always the last week of April. And um, it's in Dallas, Texas. It's just amazing. Like, yes. you can go look at the um, pictures. Um, we have them up Black Trans Women Inc. or Black Trans Men Inc. Um, and go check it out and hope y'all come. And everybody is welcome. It's not just for trans people, but you can come if you sis too. It was cis oh, people so there. I can bring my sister. Yeah, you can, of course. 
Uh, just know, as long as they know not to, they know the right things about pronouns. And they oh, of course. You know, you don't you bring know, no ignorant people because we kick motherfuckers out. We have a history of kicking fine. people out. <laughs> Tessa is not ignorant. No, at, she's not. Um, not at all. Maybe Tessa will twirl for somebody <laughs> before she do that. So bring anybody you want, long as they, you know, they're not on trans 101 level oh <laughs> asking questions, to silly ass, dumb ass questions. But um, yes, I hope that you guys are will find the time to come join us at next year's number eight. B-Tech experience. experience. All right, y'all. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, and make sure y'all become patrons once again. <laughs> All right. The link is in the bottom. Bye. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You gonna say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's gonna be all right. <laughs>